You're listening to episode 16 of Chirps, a St. Louis Cardinals podcast for Birds on the Black. He's Alex. I'm Tara. And to start or not to start is apparently the question. Welcome to the show, everybody. And guess what? Both Alex and I are actually here tonight. It's been a while. I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks, but it kind of feels like forever. So first of all, Alex, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm sort of getting back to some version of normal, I think, um, after being on the road for work and and in different time zones and different schedules. And it's taken me a while to figure out what day it is. <laughs> uh, but it's podcast day. That's all I know. That's the important thing, right? <laughs> That's right. And I uh, assume you're not mixing... Uh... NyQuil with bourbon as uh <laughs> I'm not uh I need to ask Kyle what the results of that were um but I'm I'm not uh not risking that tonight <laughs> me neither or um, ever for that matter I guess but like, that's yeah. <laughs> probably also true yeah. um but we have officially made it through the off season and into the preseason if you will of Cardinals baseball the First full squad workouts taking place this week, and all that really means is that there's a lot of little tiny nuggets of information that come out that we can turn into giant mountains of debate, because that's what we do, right, as we wait for uh, real baseball to start. So, Alex, we want to talk about Carlos Martinez tonight, but before that, is there anything else you've seen uh, unrelated to Carlos Martinez that has come out of the spring in this first week or so? That's a good question. Not really. You know, there was... Some talk about like you know has this person reported yet? Has that person reported yet? Um, which you know I t- that stuff seemed pretty pretty stupid, pretty pointless. Uh, you know, How dare like- Dexter Fowler not be there as early as everyone else? Right? <laughs> or as early you know? Yeah, and, and it wasn't even time for him to be there yet. It was just yeah. like pitchers and catchers, and of which he's neither. Uh, right. if, if I understand the timeline correctly, uh, no. So far, it seems like a pretty run of the mill spring training. I saw Ozzy was there today, you know, talking with Hummel, and you know, out in the field with uh, Willie McGee. Um, so. Uh, but, you know, my mind's also been all over the place with all this baseball stuff. So I feel like maybe there is some huge storyline I'm missing. <laughs> is there something, you know, what is everyone there talking about right now? There hasn't been anything too extreme. But for me, there was a piece that came out uh, in the last couple of days. Derek Gould wrote about uh, Jeff Albert, which is something that I've been very interested in since the Cardinals made that hire. Um, and it yeah. was really interesting piece talking about how he got together at Matt Carpenter's ranch in Texas over the winter with uh, Harrison Bader, Paul DeYoung, and Tyler O'Neill, and had like a little mini hitting clinic. Um, And it was really interesting to see some of the comments from those players, Matt Carpenter included, about that dynamic and about how um, impressed they were with, with Albert's ability to kind of look at a swing and break it down and then translate some of the the more technical or analytical pieces of how to improve that swing and give them actual things that they could work on. It was really exciting to me almost as much as anything else that we've seen out of spring thus far. But like you said, there, there hasn't been a whole lot that was, um, you know, terribly big news. Um, but that was really exciting to me to, to see Jeff Albert talking about kind of helping this team find an offensive identity, which is something that they've sort of been lacking for quite a while now, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, I 
remain cautiously optimistic on the whole uh, Jeff Albert thing, um, as we talked about, I guess, a couple weeks ago. Not because I don't think he's great, but just because I'm always weary of, you know, sort of narratives of, oh, we have a new pitching coach and everything's going to be totally different. Or, you know, Jose Okendo's back, so now they're never going to commit, you know, an error again. Um, Which didn't work, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, these players are still, they still are who they are. and But no, you know, he certainly has the pedigree that, that has me pretty excited. And I, I saw stats today, the Cardinals pretty much like all of baseball last year had more strikeouts than hits. Um, I, I think that's the first time it's not, it's not only happened um, with the Cardinals, but happened um, across baseball ever. So that obviously seems to be something in his wheelhouse, right? That maybe he could fix yeah. heading into the season. I mean, it seems like, you know, the the contact, the plate discipline is, is really kind of a lot of what his reputation is based on. So so that'll be fun to watch. Yeah, definitely a thing to uh, to pay attention to as we start to see spring training games happen and guys taking regular at-bats. Um, but that is, uh, that's something we'll watch as the season goes on. For this episode of the show, Carlos Martinez. <laughs> hey guys, real quick before we dive into the rest of the show, I wanted to pop in and give a little bit of context. So Alex and I recorded this show late Monday night. And then of course, as I'm sure you all know by now, early Tuesday morning, we learned that Carlos Martinez has been sidelined, at least for the next couple of weeks. He will not be throwing this spring because of what they're calling weakness, not necessarily in the structural integrity of his shoulder, but in all of the sort of supporting cast of muscles that will be critical in keeping him healthy this year. He says it's a little bit like what he felt last year, but not as extreme. Mike Schilt says that everything at this point is precautionary. But as you listen to the rest of the show, keep in mind we were very unaware of the health concerns of Carlos Martinez at this point, and that certainly could lend some explanation for the conversation about what Martinez is going to be for this team going forward. But I think the rest of the conversation is still very interesting. Just wanted to give you the little bit of context that is not going to be in the rest of this conversation with Alex. Enjoy the show. This time it's not his hair making headlines, although although that was actually a story uh, at some point over the course of the last couple of weeks too. Uh, but right now, all the talk is about what his job description is actually going to be in 2019, which is fascinating, but also not new, right? We've had this conversation about Carlos Martinez before, about his role as a starter versus his value as a, a bullpen arm. But this time, it's not just you know, some fan opinion or speculation or, or projection. There are real comments from people within the Cardinals organization, Mike Schiltz uh, and, and Mike Maddox included, talking about how exciting the possibility of Carlos Martinez as a reliever might be. So I guess let's just start at the very beginning. First reaction <laughs> to this idea that after everything Carlos Martinez has been as a starter over the last few years, all of a sudden, what he did out of the bullpen late last season seems to have a lot of people eyeing a role for him that might look a lot like that. Uh, I, I think even the mere mention of it is kind of weird. Uh, yeah. And I say mere mention because I don't know how much of a thing this actually is. Uh, but but I thought it was weird last season when he came back from his shoulder injury and um, went to the bullpen. Um and, and the reason why I say that is this, uh, if I recall kind of the statements at the time, 
were that, you know, he needed to kind of work himself back up and that, you know, it was safer for him to do that in the bullpen um, versus starting and that they would go into spring training next year, meaning this year, you know, uh, working him as a starter. Uh, well, I thought that was weird because, well, for a couple reasons. Uh, one, and, and, and let me clarify that I'm by no means any sort of pitching guru and that the Cardinals know whoever they have on their staff know way more about this than, than I ever will. But when you have a starting pitcher like Carlos Martinez, if there's any hint of an injury, um, especially a shoulder injury to me, you just want to like put him in a glass case and save him for the next season. Uh, I remember Joe Sheehan, and this just, this just popped in my mind. Uh, Joe Sheehan had this thing last year, uh, it was about this time last year where he talked about from like, I think it was like 2000 until um, heading into the 2018 season, the top 16 pitchers who had averaged 95 miles per hour on their fastball with like a minimum of 300 innings. Uh, the, the 16 pitchers who have done that. And Carlos Martinez was one of them. And so I was like, hey, that's really cool. Um, but then he pointed out, it's not a really good list to be on because like seven <laughs> of them had had Tommy John surgery. And uh, four of the others had like major elbow problems. Um, some of them had like shoulder issues. Um, and, and Carlos was one of the few guys um, who was on that list who hadn't been injured yet. And, you know, heading into last year, you know, I've heard a few people say like, oh, his injury history. Well, I don't, I don't agree with that mm-hmm. at all. I mean, no. heading into, yeah, heading into last year, he had three straight seasons where he threw like at least 180, 180 innings, um, topping out at 205 innings in uh, 2017. So, the fact that we brought him back as a reliever last year, I thought was just kind of weird because, you know, you want to like protect that guy. You want to keep him healthy. He was, you know, in, in spite of Jack Flaherty and, and Miles Michaelis proving to be excellent pitchers, uh, I, I think Carlos Martinez at his best is probably still our best pitcher or at least in conversation to be the best pitcher. Uh, and, you know, I consider a starting pitcher to be, you know, that much more valuable than a relief pitcher for the obvious reason. They throw, you know, often twice or three times as many innings. Uh, and, you know, preparing for this show, I was looking at, you know, the last 17 games of the season in which the Cardinals went 7-10 and 10 and basically lost a playoff spot. Um, or, or at least it certainly didn't help, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> finishing that season 7-10. and 10. And 10 of those games were started by Ponce de Leon, John Gantt, Gomber and, and Wainwright. So certainly if Carlos Martinez was healthy enough to even be on be on the staff, I feel like, you know, he's it certainly would have helped to have him starting some of those games as they were fighting for a playoff spot. I, I guess to be fair, it also kind of helped having him in the bullpen because as we know, the bullpen was a disaster. And, you know, by this point too, Bud Norris, who had kind of arguably been the best bullpen arm for a lot of the season, was kind of cooked by this point and he was no longer effective. So I thought it was weird. I think it would be very weird this year to even talk about it. Um, but again, I don't know how much they actually are talking about it. I don't know if you saw John Fleming's article at St. Louis Bullpen. Uh, I did. <laughs> okay. Well, for those who didn't, it, the title of the article was, Should Carlos Mar- Martinez be in the bullpen in 2019? Click on the link. And all it said was no. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of where I stand. <laughs> um, what do you think? Do you think this is a real thing? And if it is a real thing, is this a smart thing? Yeah. Well, it's 
it's fascinating to me because I keep hearing people in different roles talking about it. Um, I had in the last couple of weeks, both Brad Thompson um, and Polo Asensio, who is the play-by-play guy for the Spanish broadcast for the Cardinals um, on episodes of, of my off season show. And both of them mentioned how exciting Carlos Martinez was out of the bullpen last year. The early conversations with um, Mike Maddox at spring training were that same thing. Man, wasn't it fun to watch him out of the bullpen last year? How exciting was it to have that kind of guy at the back end of your bullpen? Uh, Mike Schilt has made similar comments. I mean, that seems to be this this opening line as far as uh, Carlos Martinez and what his role is continues to be. Jen Langosh mentioned it uh, when we talked earlier this offseason as well, that, you know, man, he was so effective out of the bullpen. It's exciting to watch him. Uh, So I don't know how much of it is we think this is actually a good role for him and how much of it is just early season. We haven't really seen him pitch this year, so we don't know how healthy he is. So let's talk about how last year ended, because that's something that we do know for sure. Um, As far as whether or not it's smart, it's a... (laughs) It's all very strange to me that, again, like I mentioned, we're continuing to have this conversation about Carlos Martinez, who has statistically, analytically, been one of the best pitchers in the National League when he's not dealing with an injury like he was last year, which is not a common thing. This is not a year after year. I mean, you want to talk about injury history, let's talk about Michael Waka, not Carlos Martinez. Um, but we're not having those same conversations about Michael Waka this this time of the year, just Carlos. And I think some of it is because he has been successful in that role in multiple seasons, right? He did that at the very beginning of his major league Mm. career. And the conversation then was, wow, he was so effective in the bullpen. Maybe that's where his best value to this team is. So I guess just to play devil's advocate, (laughs) let's imagine Carlos Martinez as a reliever for this team without even talking about what that does to the starting rotation. But this is a bullpen that already has too many pieces and not enough spots. (laughs) If you add Carlos Martinez to that relief mix, is it appealing to have the skill set of Carlos Martinez along with Andrew Miller and Jordan Hicks at the back end of your bullpen? Sure. Are the Cardinals really built to have that like super bullpen Milwaukee Brewers type relief core? I don't know. I don't know if that's the best um, the best allocation of talent, if you will, the way that their pitching staff is built right now. Yeah. So, hmm. Yeah. Okay. So stipulating that for whatever reason, he's not going to be a starter and, and he's going to be, and he's going to come out of the bullpen. I think I'm going to sort of disagree with you and say like, yeah, that would be great. He's, he's great out of the bullpen. And the reason why he's great out of the bullpen is because he's a very good pitcher. <laughs> and so that's why he should be starting. Um, and, and also, it also kind of hinges on how creative they're going to be with the bullpen. Uh, you, you know, I think a lot of people believe that now that Matheny's gone, kind of the bullpen roles are going to be a little more blurry, which is what a lot of us have wanted. Um, for for a long time now and so you know they got really creative with the bullpen and were able to shorten starters you know games to you know four or five innings and then kind of use all these guys lights out you know um in the best possible spot and have a shutdown bullpen then yeah that would be a lot of fun uh and, and you know he was good in the bullpen i think he threw uh i was i was looking at earlier he threw like 18 innings when he came back in late august uh 
and, and had an ERA below two. He didn't give up any home runs. Um, he did walk a lot of batters. He almost walked fifteen mm-hmm. percent of batters, which which is a lot, and and more than more than when he was a starter. Uh, but you know, I think people are. I don't know. Like, I don't think. And, and tell me if I'm wrong, but are people acting like he was a bad starter last year? Because I don't <laughs> feel like that's the case. Uh, the, and the stats pretty much bear that out. Like, it wasn't his best season. Um, but, you know, he had that, like, what, six or seven uh, game stretch where he was pretty lights out, I feel like, after his first start. Um, and overall, you know, he threw 100 innings at a start as a starter, had a 3.41 ERA, 3.65 FIP, uh, struck out 22% of batters, which is slightly below what we usually see from him, but you know, not, not bad. He only gave up five home runs. You know, he wasn't giving up a lot of home runs at all last season. So yeah, it's not like he was a bad starter. Um, could he be fun in the bullpen? Absolutely. But I, I feel like the reason why he could be fun in a, in the bullpen is why he should be a starter. <laughs> and that's because yeah. he's a, he's a really good pitcher. Yeah. Um, so Eric Manning wrote over at Birds on the Black a piece about this where he actually compared career stats of Carlos Martinez as a starter and a reliever. And this idea that he's somehow magically more effective as a reliever is not really accurate. <laughs> uh, the numbers are fairly similar. And and in many cases, the peripherals mm-hmm. are, are almost identical, right? So it's not right. like he's suddenly better as a reliever than he is as a starter. It's just you know, I think when you see it in that more confined space, <laughs> you see it in a more um, limited role, it, you don't have the bad innings to counteract the good innings. And then you see kind of the best of Carlos Martinez all at once. But it is a much smaller sample size, right? So you're not you're not giving him as many opportunities to have a bad inning, inning here or there, which he would inevitably do out of the bullpen at some point over the course of a season. But you're right. right. He wasn't, there's sort of this misleading afterthought there that he was bad as a starter last year. Um, I believe before he was injured, he actually led the National League in ERA. And obviously that's only one number. There are a lot of ways to uh, assess a starting pitcher in particular. Um, But that's impressive considering the other pitching that's in the National League. And obviously we know some of those guys got off to a slow start. We can, you know we can devil's advocate that uh, all night too. But um, the point is he was pitching really well. And you mentioned the strikeouts weren't necessarily there like they normally are. I was almost more impressed by the way Carlos pitched when he wasn't getting the strikeouts because you could see it on those days when he didn't quite have that, that strikeout pitch or he would walk a guy and get in a jam. His ground ball rate went up and, and he was able to do more with maybe less sometimes, but mm-hmm. use it more creatively. And that's when he's so fun to watch because he can do so many different things that you never know. I mean, a batter never knows what to expect from Carlos Martinez because he has like six pitches um, and and he can do so much with them that not a lot of guys in in the league can do, which is why it's baffling to me to consider him more valuable as a reliever who's only going to throw what 75 innings <laughs> as opposed to, you know, potentially 200 innings of that kind of, of pitching. Um, ben Goder wrote a, a piece actually back in October about this right after the season ended. And everybody was talking about how great he was in the bullpen, noting that since 2015, when Carlos Martinez became a starter for the Cardinals, 
he's far and away been the best Cardinals starter of anyone else that's been in that rotation in ERA and in FIP and in innings pitched in war and strikeouts. Like we're not talking about a guy that can't be successful <laughs> as a starting pitcher. <laughs> no. I, and you brought up a good point in that it only would have taken one bad inning out of the, uh, out of the bullpen for his numbers to look radically different right. from what we're talking about now. And then I think people, even though it would have been just one bad outing, people would have been questioning how effective he actually was out of the bullpen. Because we're talking about you know small samples, and then you know where one bad outing can really cloud what we're really seeing. It's also weird to me that we are talking about like, is it time for you know a new role for him when he's only twenty seven <laughs> years old? Uh, he seems so much older than that because he's been around forever, but he's still, he's three years younger than Max Scherzer was when he signed with the Nats. Uh, mm-hmm. Max, you know, and, and I believe me, I'm not comparing Carlos Martinez to Max Scherzer. Um, Max Scherzer's in another league and that's not right. an insult to Carlos Martinez. That's um, there's only like a f- two or three people in that league. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, that's just how good Max Scherzer is. But you know, when Max Scherzer signed that contract with the Nats, there are certainly people talking, you know, the wrong side of 30 talk and all that, but it's not like we were talking about him being ancient or anything like that. Right. I mean, there's a reason the Nats signed him to seven years and Carlos Martinez is again, three years younger than Scherzer was at that point. I mean, he's still very, very young. And to, even talk about grooming him to kind of move to the bullpen, especially with how this the starting rotation is currently configured in terms of it's not like they signed Dallas Keuchel or or Gio Gonzalez or added some other starter like trade over Zach Greinke. You know, um, when we talked about Wainwright a few weeks back, you know, it seemed like he was an obvious starter because who who else would it be? Uh, right. and, and I'll even take it further if if say they did sign uh, Dallas Keuchel, then the move to the bullpen, we're not talking about Carlos Martinez. We should be talking about Wainwright, right? Yeah. You know, um, and, and again, you know, some this stuff will work, would work itself out naturally. I'm sure, you know, pitchers are, you know, they get injured, you know, and then all of a sudden when it looks like you had seven starting pitchers, all of a sudden you have five or whatnot. But in, in fact, I'm even going to say this about Carlos Martinez. If, if his spring goes fine, you know, he's not hurt. He looks just like he did in seasons past. I would start him on opening day, even though Miles Michaelis, Jack Flaherty, you know, had the much better seasons last year. And even though I would probably, if I had to pick, I would say Miles Michaelis will probably be our best pitcher um, this season. Um, but I'm starting Carlos Martinez for the same reason Adam Wainwright got those starts. Yeah. Um, well past the time, I shouldn't say well past the time, but past the time when he probably no longer was our top pitcher. He got those starts because there was the sense that he had earned it. Well, I feel like Carlos Martinez, for the reasons uh, you cited from Ben Godard's article last October, December, whenever that was, you know, Carlos Martinez has earned it. He earned it from 2015 through 2017 and even last season when he was pretty decent as a starter. Yeah. Last year, before the injury, he was incredible to watch. And, you know, people all over the league were saying that. But I would have to assume that he'll return more to career norms then, right? Because that's the pitcher he has been for the duration of what is still relatively a short major league career as a starter at this point. But if that's the case, and the Cardinals have a healthy Carlos Martinez with all of the pitches that he has at his disposal, think about it this way. I would prefer a a starting trio of Miles Michaelis, Jack Flaherty, and Carlos Martinez as opposed to a starting trio of 
Miles Michaelis, Jack Flaherty, and maybe Waka, maybe Gomber if he slides into that. Wainwright if he's healthy. I mean, it gets the depth of that rotation gets a little tricky if you take your best starter out of it to put him in the bullpen. Right, right. And look, I, I don't think either of us are saying he's absolutely their best starter, um, but he's absolutely in the conversation. Yeah. Um, you can certainly make the case that he's uh, a better starter than than Flaherty or Michaelis. You can make a strong case for Michaelis and Flaherty as well. But to, yep. to say like you know he's he doesn't even belong in that conversation is to me I, I think foolish, and that's why it's just so weird to me to even be talking about him going to the bull, <laughs> bullpen. Like, is anyone else talking about like are the Mets like yeah let's move Syndergaard to the bullpen? Let's see how that you know. I don't. He'd be I don't really exciting yeah. to watch in the ninth right. inning. <laughs> right? Yeah, um, he would be. Um, for but it's it's even more exciting watching him. You know, pitch innings one through six or one through seven. Yeah. So here's a question: Is this about the Cardinals having a lot of arms at their disposal, or is this about the front office not trusting Carlos Martinez because we've seen this sort of back and forth, wishy-washy, not really determining who Carlos Martinez is for this team in the past. And, you know, I was reading today, there was an article uh, from Bernie Miklas at The Athletic where he noted some specific things last season that may have fractured that trust even more. Carlos going to uh, a doctor to Work, have worked on on his shoulder without the team knowing about it. Carlos showing up late to the ballpark, even on days that he started, that sort of thing. Um, is this a matter of there being a lack of trust between Carlos Martinez and the Cardinals? Or is this just a matter of too many arms, not enough spots? <laughs> uh, I, I think it's got to be that, you know, as, as much as it's annoying to say, I think it's got to be that trust thing. Um, just because the the too many arms, you know, that's never a problem. Uh, yeah. you, you know, especially w- with this team. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong, like I'm, I'm grateful how, how, how good this organization is at developing young pitchers. I'm glad we have players like Ponce de Leon and John Gant and and Gomber on the team. Um, but where they are in their, in their careers right now are guys that you feel good about being able to throw in there when a player like Carlos Martinez is hurt, you know, and not to take their place. So Carlos Martinez can then go to the bullpen. Um, yeah. So I would have to err on the side of the other thing, which is that, and, and you know, this is even hard to talk about because I have no idea what, what what's going on in, in that world other than, you know, what I read in Bernie's columns about the, you know, I do remember when he was, you know, late to that start and they started warming someone else up. Like, you know, obviously that's a problem. Um, but that's not such a huge problem, you know, that, that, that you move a guy to the, bull, to, to the bullpen the very next season for that, you know, and whether or not that's an isolated incident, I don't know. Um, so I think it's gotta be something, uh, I think there's got to be something there. Um, and, you know, since I'm here and on the outside looking in, it's very hard for me to assign blame yeah. to Carlos Martinez um, or I guess the the Cardinals for that matter, because um, I just don't know exactly what's going on. Yeah, it's it just seems like a very bizarre uh, conversation to be having about him at this point. Um, and, and it's odd to me that it's coming from the manager and the pitching coach you know, this is not just some 
article um, written somewhere that's that's making assumptions or or trying to come up with a, a storyline that hasn't been told a thousand times. <laughs> I, I feel silly. I feel like I should have asked for the exact quote or basically um, kind of laid out exactly what they said to even uh, kind of get fuel to these rumors. But what did they? What did they say to kind of get everyone talking about this? The fact well, that you know people are writing articles because um, I do remember reading it. I just don't have it off the top of my head right now, like I probably should. Um, but they basically did say, right, like you know, oh, we're flexible, you know, in how we use him, and you know, we'll use him where we think is best, stuff like that, right? So both. Mike Schilt and Mike Maddox have mentioned this in conversation this spring. Um, in an article from Jennifer Langosh, she s- says that Mike Maddox, when asked about how the experience in pitching in relief could help Carlos Martinez as a starter, he responded, it was pretty cool to watch him out of the bullpen, wasn't it? And then after that, followed it up with, I liked him out of the bullpen a lot. Um, he did say that Carlos right now is in the rotation, but that's the great thing about the flexibility we have. Uh, he said, you might be a starter in spring training, but you might end up in the bullpen or something like that. Then later, Mike Schilt said, his mindset, our mindset is that he'll start camp in that mode to get ready to compete. Talking about Carlos being a starter. The thing we like about Carlos is the flexibility that he can bring and his effectiveness in both roles. So as you look at your total team and what it looks like, you always want to have the option or the availability to know that there is flexibility. So, all right, when, when they're using this word flexibility, they're, they're kind of talking about two things, right? They're talking about flexibility with the pitching staff, meaning they feel as though they have uh, multiple arms um, to, to fill out a five-man rotation. And they're talking about Carlos's flexibility, right, to be a starter or come out of the pen. Right. Well, unless they're higher on you know some of those names i mentioned earlier ponce leon gan um gomber uh i i'm not really seeing that like i don't understand this flexibility <laughs> comment in the starting rotation at all i mean don't get me wrong it's a good rotation but it's not it's not good to the point that y- you should be talking about moving carlos martinez to the bullpen um i see their point on him being flexible to be a starter or a relief pitcher, but again, that only hinges on the first thing we just talked about, which is you don't have him, you don't utilize his strengths as a as a relief pitcher unless you can afford to do that. And right now, I don't believe they can. Right. Yeah. That's that's where I uh, am with this as well. Um, and it's it's interesting because everyone continues to add the caveat, as Mike Schilt did, that. He's coming to spring. He's working this spring as a starter. And unless something changes, that's where he'll be. But it's a weird um, caveat to have to make, right? That (laughs) that a guy who's been one of the most effective starters uh, for the Cardinals over the last few seasons is now sort of in this in-between where he has to prove himself. And I guess that's the last point that I would make about this is that does does this feel like this is the organization kind of prodding Carlos Martinez well, to prove himself. I mean, it yeah. almost feels a little well, bit like don't or, don't screw up yeah. or you'll go to the bullpen, which is very strange to me, but perhaps it's more of a motivation thing to sort of make Carlos Martinez decide for himself who he wants to be with this organization. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Um I was thinking about this earlier and and one thing that came to mind last year is uh when all that stuff was happening with First, like Matheny and Fowler, and then uh, the kind of yeah. weird uh, Bud Norris, Jordan Hicks, Matheny thing, you know, from the from the Saxon articles in the Athletic. 
I remember, I think it was Bernie saying how much uh, Bill DeWitt hates drama and that this could not be good for, this is before Matheny was fired, that this could not be, obviously uh, was said right before Matheny was fired because <laughs> it didn't take long after the Norris thing. But uh, th- that um, one of the reasons why Matheny could be in trouble is because he just seems to cultivate drama with all this stuff. Well, if, if this is true that, you know, Bill DeWitt absolutely hates, you know, doesn't like drama, blah, 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 all that stuff, there, then there's no re- then why are they playing this out <laughs> yeah. in the papers and stuff like that? Because to me, that's all this is. Um, if they're trying to get his attention, um, then that's a very drama way of doing it, of, of, of doing these little quotes to the, uh, you know, during spring training to the beat reporters and whatnot, instead of just going to him uh, face to face and saying like what they need to say. Um, Now, maybe we're reading way too much into this and this is just them answering questions and not fully thinking about the answers they're giving because they're tired of answering questions. And like, you know, you know, of course he's going to be a starter. You know, yeah, that was just something I said, but no, it's Carlos Martinez. Of course he's going to be a starter. So I don't know, but like, don't you think that seems like a silly and kind of, I don't know. Absolutely. Caddy? I, I, I think it's, a- it's very, um, I don't know, unless, unless, you know, I was listening to someone today talking about how athletes more and more are sort of airing their grievances publicly. Um, and the moral of that story, this was not actually about Adam Wainwright, but it, it applies to uh, his comments recently. Uh, but the moral of that story was that most of the time when these things become public, it's because they've already exhausted their other options and feel like they're not being heard. So perhaps uh, if we're going down this road, the Cardinals feel like they've exhausted all other options and they're not being heard with Carlos Martinez. If there is this weird dynamic, between them. Um, and this is a way to uh, sort of <laughs> get him to to take ownership of what his role is going to be going forward. I don't know if it's worked. I do know that there are now stories being written about Carlos Martinez and how hungry he is to prove himself. So <laughs> perhaps it's doing exactly uh, what they wanted it to do. And we should all love that offseason. <laughs> love that offseason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the moral of this story is that we actually don't know Carlos Martinez and uh, how he spends his time or how he has been preparing or how he communicates or doesn't with the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, but what we do know is that everything he has shown us thus far, and I think I can speak for you in saying this, makes it very clear that the Cardinals will get the most value out of him based on the roster they currently have constructed with Carlos Martinez pitching out of the rotation. Indeed. Um, there you go. We just solved everything for you. So now we can now we can move on from that dramatic story to the next one, hopefully. Um, and from that story here to the chirp of the week, Alex, what you got? Yeah, thank you. Um, so usually I like to reach back more into kind of like history of you know some old Cardinals teams or old Cardinals players um, when during the chirp of the week. Um, but. I'm going to kind of just cheat today and go off of something I read today from the Athlon Sports 2019 uh, baseball preview, um, which I recommend everyone picking up. I pick it up every year because there's a uh, there's some people I like who always uh, um, write for it, but um, it's always very good. It's a very in-depth preview. Um, you can find it at like Walgreens next to like the romance novels and, uh, you know, those, you know, That's where, where I all pick up all my baseball. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> And I'm gonna I'm bringing this up because you know I know Tara is the president of the Colton Wong fan club. Um, in in this section in the Cardinals preview, they rattle off a, 
um, two interesting things about Colton Wong. Um, one that he's had, uh, he's played with nine different shortstops since he became um, starting second baseman. Um, whether or not that's that weird, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we're talking about just guys who filled in, um, you know, on a very uh, temporary basis or whatnot. But it seems like a lot, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, last year we know we extended Paul DeYoung, um, what I believe for like f- five seasons. Um, and, and that's nice. You know, we're trying to get some stability, um, at shortstop, just like we, you know, we have it at second base. Um, but unfortunately due to injuries to both players, they only played, um, um, according to this preview, they only played 66, uh, 66 times last year together, meaning, uh, of the 162 games, they were only both penciled in the lineup 66 times. Uh, so we talk often about Colton Wong and saying how, you know, we still are waiting for him to put together a complete season. It seems like whenever he's close to doing that, something gets in the way and he gets injured or he gets off to like a very slow start. Um, and then it takes a while to get going or whatnot. Um, but what I would like to see in 2019 would be a very full season from both Colton Wong and Paul DeYoung and try to get that middle infield dynamic going. Cause I think they could be a very exciting, uh, middle infield so that's something to watch for in 2019 see if we can uh you know i'm not i'm not saying they're gonna be the new ozzy smith and tommy her but it would be nice to kind of i don't know kind of start start a nice little legacy right there with colton and paul Dion. so keep your eye on that see how many games that are able to both start at the same time and that's your trip of the week uh, obviously i always have something to say about colton long but um I- one thing that I consistently have said about him over the course of his career is that he's a confidence player, right? There are certain guys who, when they're confident, their game is elevated to such another level. And the problem that we've seen more often than not with Colton over the course of his major league career, that confidence was always uh, sort of on thin ice. There was a lot of weird on and off, hot and cold there with Colton, including with the guys he was playing with, whether it was at shortstop or whether it was some veteran guy that the team brought in to kind of, you know, be right there over his shoulder, just in case, who then ended up getting a lot more playing time than he should have. But I digress. Uh, the point is, Colton is a confidence player. And I think if if Colton and Paul DeYoung are both on the field consistently, you'll start to see that confidence defensively in the way that they play together as much as you'll see it offensively from both of those players. There is an interesting parallel there between their ability offensively as well. Obviously, not because they're, they profile as the same player, um, but because the injuries have kept them from maybe living up to some of that offensive potential. So yeah, it'll be really interesting to see those two kind of build that dynamic, and uh, it might be quite the dynamic duo over there if they can if they can stay on the field. So that's a that's interesting to know that it hasn't happened very often. Which to me, uh, you know, if you want to see the glass half full, simply means that there's a lot more that we could see. There, there's a lot more progress that could be made if the two of them can stay healthy for sure. So I, I thought I was done, but. Something you said reminded me of something, and uh, not that long ago, I, I finished reading the book The Shift by Russell Carlton, and one of the most interesting things in the book, um, and it was a while ago when I read it, so I, I, I want to make sure I'm getting this correctly, but I believe he had data that kind of backed up the idea that a very good infielder, a very good fielding middle infielder, like a shortstop or second baseman makes better plays when they're playing alongside a bad fielder. 
here's what I mean by that. If, say if Colton Wong's at second base and he's playing alongside, uh, let's say Jed Jerko has to play shortstop due to injuries or something like that, that perhaps it's ingrained in Colton's head that I have to carry more of the load here. I have to have more range. I have to be more ready to get a ball up the middle because I don't have Paul DeYoung over there. But I remember thinking like, that is really, really interesting to me that that's kind of like in their heads that, that, that these guys are more often are more likely to make like some crazy play because they're thinking, I know the person on the other side of the field is not going to make that play <laughs> or get to that ball up the middle. Yeah, I can totally see that, though. I can see the um, thought process of feeling like you have to overcompensate or you have to be even better to make up for it. Yeah. Uh, so. And so so having a healthy Paul DeYoung also would be nice to take some of the load off of, of Colton Long. Right. So that is that. That is all that we have to say about Carlos Martinez. That's all we hopefully need to say about Carlos Martinez, which it probably won't be because everyone likes to talk about Carlos. And there's your trip of the week. And Alex, it was fun to be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nice to be, well, I guess I've been, I, it's nice to uh, have us both be back. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, although I, I enjoyed listening to talk to Nick and I thought Ben did a really good job last week talking about his projections. That was fun to hear and break that stuff down but yeah it's good to know that we have a uh, capable backup <laughs> yeah we, yeah I, I guess i could get pushed to the bullpen if, uh... <laughs> uh-huh. well not anytime soon yeah. uh, as far as i'm concerned but you can um subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already it's birds on the black podcast and then look for chirps every wednesday you can go back and listen to all the old shows if you're really bored and not getting enough baseball yeah, I, I won't be making training. bad jokes like that bullpen one I just <laughs> in the previous ones there, yeah there you go there's there's plenty of other things to laugh <laughs> about though i'm sure um you can send us your thoughts your comments if you want to rate or review the show that would be super because that actually helps other people find the show and you can always follow us on twitter as well i'm at tara wellman he's at alex card 79 you can follow the site at birds on the black Lots of cool stuff coming up as we get the season underway. Kyle's got his Dirty 35 underway. You can check out all of those articles about prospects in the Cardinals organization. There's so much, so much coming, you guys. I I can't even tell you all of what's coming. Uh, But the the biggest thing that's coming is baseball, (laughs) real baseball. And we're excited about that as well. So next week, we will talk about whatever else has come up out of spring training. And hopefully you will all join us then. So we'll talk to you next time.